Time now for Buck Banter with your host, Alpine ISD Superintendent, Dr. Michelle Reinhardt. Good morning, Alpine, and good morning, Martin. How are you today? I am doing wonderful, Michelle, and certainly glad that you are here. Thank you. Glad to be back with everyone. Middle of May, second last show for this school year, Martin. It's gone by so fast. It has. It has. We have two more weeks of school. We'll talk about that a little later in the program, but what a wonderful year it's been, and we are. it's a wild race to the finish, let me tell you. So glad to be back with everyone today and to give some different updates at our last show of the year, which will be in two weeks' time on um, graduation day. We'll do a recap of the year and share some just highlights and um, celebrations from this past year together. The but for school year. The, the school, school year. year. There yes. you go. The we'll school be back year. in September or right. August also. Yes. Right. We'll do it all again. Yes. Um, but for today's show, we're going to talk through three different topics. And they are, I'm going to share with you about um, a really exciting launch we're doing for an Alpine Public Education Foundation, what that is, why that's important, what that means. Uh, we're going to revisit some legislative updates we talked about two weeks ago. I know that's been a recurring theme, Martin, but we are getting close to the end of at least regular session with probably some special sessions to come. And then also this is Teacher Appreciation Week this week in May. And so we'll we'll uh, talk about that as well as we jump in. All right. We'll get started. So let's start with the Alpine Public Education Foundation. We are so excited in Alpine ISD to announce the, the launch of our first ever education foundation here in Alpine. And this has been a goal of ours for a number of years, and we're so thrilled to get it off the ground just in the last few months. But first, I want to back up and talk about what an education foundation is and why we would even want one here in Alpine. So an education foundation is a way to bring additional funding into, particularly into underfunded school districts. And why this is important here, as we've talked about on previous shows, Alpine ISD is one of the most underfunded school districts in the state of Texas. This is a stat that we're we're not proud of, but we tell the story, and that is that we are in the bottom two percentile, that's, bottom two percentile in the state, in the entire state of Texas, in funding per student need. And in many ways, that's not, um, that's not a metric that we control, right? The state writes the funding formula, and that's where we fall in that funding. But what does that actually mean for people who work and serve within Alpine ISD? So I'm going to share a couple other statistics on that. We recently did an analysis of our teacher salaries as compared to all other school districts in our West Texas region. And that reaches up to um, Midland, Odessa, Stanton in the Northeast, West uh, over to Van Horn, and then Southeast down to Sanderson area, kind of that whole geographic area. And unfortunately, Alpine ISD has the second lowest salaries of all school districts in the region. And um, that's tied to being one of the lowest funded school districts in the state. You right? can't give what you don't have. We, can't, we really can't, right? And it's really important to us to not run deficit budgets and to, to run balanced budgets every year. So, you know, one of the things we talk about is, like, we don't pay as much as other districts, but you get to live in Alpine, right? Like, it's a beautiful place to live. We're all so blessed that we've chosen to live here. But there's a flip side of that that many of us who, who live here know as well, that, yes, you get to live in Alpine, but you also have have to live in Alpine. And I'm, what I'm talking about there is housing costs. So there's an analysis that came out recently from uh, Representative Eddie Morales' office looking at 
um, average home price in all the communities across his um, his representative his political district and his district's uh, stretches to El Paso in the west and then all the way down to Del Rio in the east. And Alpine is the third most expensive community to live in, which doesn't really surprise us, right? We're all like, yeah, that makes sense when we see home prices, etc. Marfa is actually the highest, then El Paso, which is wild, right? And then Alpine and Del Rio and other surrounding communities all fall much lower on that list. And so you have this really interesting situation here where our schools are very underfunded. We don't um, pay competitive salaries, and yet the cost of living are pretty um, expensive as well. So due to that underfunding we were talking about, yes, our salaries are lower, but there also isn't much money in our budgets for extras. And I'm using air quotes here because even some of the things that we consider extras in Alpine are really needs. And that's where the foundation comes in because it is, is a vehicle that connects donors in the area or from outside the area, but have a connection or a heart for Alpine who want to support the vision of public education here with projects that make a difference. And so we're really excited to be launching this vehicle. So how, how have we been able to do this? We're doing this in partnership with a foundation from the Midland Odessa area called the Permian Basin Area Foundation. They're um, a very established group. They've been in, in business for decades. They have foundations across West Texas, and their mission is to match people who care with causes who matter. And they were very much looking to get into the Alpine area because they have some different donors who have a heart for Alpine. And there wasn't yet kind of a, a system in place to be able to um, bring additional funding into public education. And so we're so excited that this this is up and running. Uh, also, while I've got the opportunity, I want to give them a huge thank you for seeding that foundation with $37,000 in wow. seed funds, which nice. is a great start and a huge blessing to our district. So thank you, Permian Basin Area Foundation. What a great way to assist the teachers and, and, the, and people that are going to be working at the ISD. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now you might be wondering, like, well, what would a foundation fund, right? And to be clear, we're not looking at funding salaries through the foundation. We're working on other avenues for that. We'll actually talk about that in the coming weeks as we discuss our budget for next school year. We're looking at funding other projects that directly serve our kids and or our staff. So I'm going to highlight just a few of those here today for everyone um, and then direct you to a resource if you want to find out more or or if, you're, or if this conversation pings for you, oh, I know someone who would love to be a part of this. Let me make sure they get this information. So first things first, Alpine Elementary, we are doing a library renovation. This is an $85,000 project that is now fully funded, nice. which is such a blessing. And so this is being funded by a grant from the Dollar General um, Edu Literacy Foundation, also from Permian Basin Area Foundation, and then the district is doing matching funds as well. So we'll be working on that throughout the summer. Hope to open that brand new library next August, first day of school. So stay tuned. It'll be kind of a tight timeline to get that all up and running, but you'll see more from us as that moves along and as we get closer to completion there. Also, another fully funded project for next year is called Read Alpine. And with $5,000 from the Permian Basin Area Foundation, this project is fully funded. This project will co coordinate local volunteers who want to come read to our students at both Alpine Elementary School and at our new child care center on a monthly basis. So if you have a heart for literacy, a heart for kids, want to come be a community volunteer reader, that will be an opportunity starting next year. So we'll have more information on that. 
So those are two of our projects that have already been funded through this foundation that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to move forward. Let me tell you about a few others that we are fundraising for through this foundation in case any are of interest to you. One is an Angel Meals account. So our Angel Meals account pays off overdue meal balances for students and families who have accrued meal charges in our cafeterias. So we do have discounted rates in our cafeteria, but sometimes we just get behind as families. And so this helps clear out those different balances uh, for the year and is a huge blessing for many of our kids. And so for that one, we're looking to raise a total of $3,000 to pay those off um, for the 2022-23 school year. Also looking ahead to next year, we're going to do a big school supply drive. And our goal with this is to raise $30,000 to be able to purchase school supplies for all Alpine elementary students and Alpine middle school students for next school year. So rather than each parent getting a list of $100 worth of stuff that you have to go buy and you've got to try to find a blue folder and a red folder and this lined notebook and it's so hard to find all that stuff, let alone um, afford it as well, we're trying to raise money to be able to purchase that for all of our students. So, have it ready for them for the first day of Exactly school. right. Exactly right. And many other well-funded districts are, are able to do that internally. Again, this is an example of something that because of our state-level underfunding, we don't have that money in our budget to do that. Um, some other projects we're working on, a new volleyball net system at Alpine High School. And so a replacement for that, we have a, a system that has served us well for many, many decades. But uh, the 20-minute crank system is a little bit antiquated now in comparison to what uh, what many programs are using. So we're looking to upgrade that. We're already halfway to our goal of $14,000 on that project. So um, that's another opportunity. One other one is we're doing a big renovation at our weight room at Alpine High School. So our weight room, again, lots of use over the last few years, decades. Similar to the volleyball net. Similar to the volleyball net. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's a little worn out, a little haphazard, potentially bordering on unsafe. And so what we're doing there is an overhaul of the equipment and mats throughout the facility. And that's a facility that serves about 200 of our students every year as well. So, And there's more projects as well on our website. I'll give you the link for that in just a minute. But there's opportunities for some staff appreciation projects. We're also looking at funding some summer camps for children. I've had a lot of families express interest in there being some more formal offerings, if you will, um, some organized summer offerings for kids. And so there's some uh, funding opportunities opportunities there as well. So if any of these kind of ping for you, you can find out more on our website at alpine.esc18.net slash foundation, or reach out to me directly at the admin office, happy to put you in contact um, or happy to provide you the information you need to be able to help out. Other ways that you can help is just share this information with potential donors, right? Let people know, hey, did you hear Alpine ISD has launched a foundation and then share with them about the great things you've seen happening in the Alpine public schools and why this would be a great project to get behind. No, this sounds wonderful, and, and having projects like this will hopefully free up money in the future for wherever we can maybe pay up better salaries. And and exactly things. right. It's all part of, like, we have a multifaceted compensation plan, and this is one part of it. How do we bring in and meet these additional needs through a foundation so that we can leverage district funds in other ways to increase staff compensation? Because a year from now, I don't want us to be talking about being the second lowest paying school district in the region, Martin. That's no. not going to be the truth.
No, and uh, really shocking with the pricing of the housing, Alpine. We know Marfa's expensive, but but Alpine being the second highest expense in the area. We know it's more expensive to live here for sure than Van Horn. Right, right. And Van Horn pays more. And they exactly right, exactly right. So it's that kind of unique context that makes it a difficult situation. Absolutely right. Okay, so we're going to pivot a little bit and talk about the legislature. I wanted to start start with foundation today to start with, you know, good news before we pivoted into maybe not so good news, but I'm, I'm still hopeful, Martin, hopeful that this will turn out positive. So I looked back at our notes from two weeks ago, Martin, and then we were overviewing key bills in the House and Senate, some bills that, you know, we really had some promise that aligned with key priorities for Alpine ISD. And there was just this legislative session, there have been so many bills that have potential, right, that have potential to do good. And also, this legislative session is really a time of great opportunity. We have a $32 billion surplus as a state. Imagine what we could do, right, in this particular session. And (laughs) unfortunately, that's not really how things are playing out. Right now, there's a standstill um, in the Senate and in the House. And really, it's kind of turned to what my um, negotiations class at Harvard Law called hostile negotiations, right? A lot of ultimatums. If you don't move on this, then we're not looking at any of your bills. Does does the state give us a reason of why we need such a large surplus? (laughs) or where it comes from. And yeah. and property owners, you, you kind of know some of where that came from. We were able to, the state was able to offset $8 billion in state funding for public education by um, the inflation, if you will, of home values, which increased uh, local contributions through home property right. taxes to schools and reduced the state share of public education. So at least a good chunk of that has really come on the backs of homeowners now paying more of the public school tab. And so now that additional $8 billion that the state didn't have to send or didn't have to spend, I'm sorry, they're not reinvesting that in public education, right? That's what we're seeing. And so what we're seeing right now is that almost nothing is moving in public education within the legislature until the governor gets his way on vouchers. And so this is, we've talked about this a few times in the past, but really this has become kind of a, uh, a standoff moment right now, really on Monday, I'll talk about that in a minute, um, in the House and in the Senate. So I wanted to come back to this because I think this is really our moment of action to say we need legislative leadership. We need y'all to move on other things. Enough of this standoff. Let's move on. So let's dig in a little bit. I really feel like if we don't um, unlock this particular issue, this will be a missed or a wasted opportunity of a legislative session where we really could have done so much with that $32 billion surplus. Um, but instead, we're pushing issues that could severely negatively impact our public schools. So first, let's talk about what we could be doing instead. We could be talking in the legislature about equitable school funding. Remember that whole bottom two percentile we just talked about, right? Let's fix that for rural schools. We could be talking about teacher pay raises, um, especially for underfunded rural schools. We could be talking about additional money for safety and security. We could be talking about STAR and accountability redesign to measure what actually matters to communities. And a few weeks ago, we were. But now all of that is on the back burner because we've been hijacked by conversations about vouchers, which divert public education funds to private schools with no accountability. And to be to be fair, that's not conservative leadership. So here's where here's where we're at. The House has stood firm against vouchers, particularly rural Republicans who have heard from their constituents that this is not what we want. 
and that this is not good for our schools. I want to tell you about a little incident that happened Wednesday night, kind of a first of its kind in the House. So on Wednesday night, Representative Buckley, who's the chair of the House Public Ed Committee, tried to convene the Public Ed Committee for a late-night, last-minute push-through of a Senate voucher bill, even though the House has already done votes to say, we're not doing it, we're not moving vouchers forward. And then Representative Ernest Bales, he's an East Texas Republican representative, objected to the way that this was being done on the House floor. And he objected on the grounds of this is a backroom deal. There's no public transparency. There's been no public um, forum on this. And he forced a vote on the House floor about whether or not that Ed Committee should be allowed to meet. And the vote did the vote uh, did not pass for them to be able to meet, which actually quelled the issue and quelled the meeting at that time, which was a huge win. Right. Thank goodness. Which is a huge win for kind of blocking this last minute voucher push. However, Representative Buckley, again, the public ed chairman, has scheduled a public education committee meeting on Monday to hear this exact voucher bill but only with, quote-unquote, invited testimony instead of public testimony. So usually anyone can go sign up to testify about a bill. You're not going to hear anybody ob- ob- uh, objecting to it. I would happen. be surprised if anyone objecting yeah. to it is invited, since it will only be invited testimony. And so, again, like this issue, it, get, it gets squashed, it gets squashed, it gets squashed, and it keeps coming back, keeps coming back to life. And where is this coming from? There is immense pressure, y'all, on our representatives to pass vouchers and that pressure is not coming from their constituents right it's coming from our state leadership despite the fact that our constituents and their constituents are opposed to vouchers and so representatives are being um challenged with threats of being primaried right we're going to fund and support somebody to run against you next year um, of the governor potentially vetoing other bills that those representatives have put forth if they don't support vouchers and y'all that none of that is democracy. So what what I'm here to tell y'all today, there, there's good news in this. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that two weeks from now we have a better storyline. But this is a really pivotal moment right now, Alpine, and this is a time when we can act. So what can we do? It, to, like today and Monday are the days to start calling. And so who can you call? You can call all of the offices of the House Public Education Committee members. You can Google their names and their numbers. House Public Education Committee members. Call them today or Monday. It's super quick. You just call and say, I'm in opposition to the vouchers bill being heard on Monday. Literally, the phone call takes 15 seconds. They they don't ask you why. They don't want the whole reason. They're talking to hundreds of people a day. They have a little tally sheet beside the phone where they have yays and nays, right? And they're just going to add you as a tally mark on one of the sides. But what that does is it helps them see how their constituents feel about these issues because that's who they represent. And if enough people call, maybe they'll listen. Exactly right. And we'll be sharing those names and numbers on the Alpine ISD Facebook page later today. So if you you know, are activated to help address this issue and stand in support of our public schools, today, Monday, great day to call. So my, my big push on this is to our representatives, it's time to retire the voucher issue and let's get to the real work of legislative leadership for our public schools. We only have two weeks left in this legislative session. And so let's change gears. Let's change gears to something slightly more fun. Y'all, I know that's not the funnest topic. Fun isn't even a word, but like most fun topic. But that's such an important topic. Here's one that's even more important and is more fun. Teacher Appreciation Week. Every year, May 8th through 12th this year, is Teacher Appreciation Week, where we celebrate um, our amazing teachers who have an amazing impact on our kids every day. So over the last two weeks here in Alpine ISD, we've been celebrating our teachers. And let me tell you, we are so grateful for the amazing teachers who work 
work and serve in Alpine ISD. And Martin, as you know, has been to a, a former teacher. Teaching is a calling, not just a job. This is this is a job where you change students' lives every day and change the trajectories of what people will be and will, will be become. So when we think about our teachers, I think about our teachers as consummate professionals. And here's what I mean by that. Teachers blend deep content knowledge from phonics rules in kinder and first grade, which I cannot explain all of those to you, Martin, but our teachers can, to causes of major historical conflicts and what we can learn from those, to how to solve quadratic equations in Algebra 1. Like Our teachers deeply understand this content in a way that most lay people right don't right uh, but then they blend that with an with an ability to transfer those ideas to children how do you get a 5 year old to understand phonics rules how do you get a 14 year old to understand solving quadratics and when we would ever need to do that in the real world right and that that mix of both content and ability to transfer knowledge is what makes teaching so special and so important for our community so teachers do life-changing work every day. I wanted to take a minute and have our listeners think about who was a teacher who positively impacted you earlier in your life? Because almost all of us have one. And so for me, it was Mrs. Debbie Lucas. She was my high school English teacher. And I just remember being so struck by her as a person and as an intellectual. I always thought that her analyses, how she you know, unpacked certain texts, were so profound and thoughtful, um, but she was also an incredible human being. Like all of us in her class knew that she cared deeply for us, even at our worst, especially at our worst. And I always felt so safe with her, but also challenged academically. And I remember thinking when I was in her class, that's who I wanna be when I grow up. And I didn't go into English teaching, I went into math and physics teaching, but her impact on me to be someone who um, is knowledgeable, thoughtful, but also loving and caring just set me on a completely different trajectory than where I would have been going otherwise. So just so thankful to Mrs. Lucas and everyone else's, you know, Mrs. Lucas equivalent, if you will. Well, you've done a good job of following in her steps. Uh, I would just say for myself, um, I have many teachers that have been an influence, not so much for teaching me, but for, in my own family here. Mm -hmm. uh, my bride is a former teacher, and three of my children are, uh, are uh, teachers right. so, or have been teachers. So, uh, yeah, I know how important it is, and they do make an impact. Absolutely. And think about those four people you mentioned, Martin, how many children they have each impacted, right, and what that cumulative sum is and how many lives have been changed because of their, uh, their devotion to the profession. So just it's such an awesome week every year, even in the busyness of May, to just pause for a minute and think about the, the amazing teachers who have such a profound impact on our lives and on our kids' lives as well. You know, and you've mentioned how uh, underpaid they are, but still teachers do it. They still come to work every day. They still do their job and they're not doing it for the money. You know, it's, it's more to it. Right. So what I would encourage everyone listening to do is do not miss an opportunity from now through the end of school to thank a teacher. You see a teacher out in public, uh, you want to send your child's teacher a little message, an email, a remind message, please just share the positive impact they have had on you um, or your child's life. Every year around this time, I try to reach out to Mrs. Lucas and remind her what a positive impact she's, she's had and what I've gone on to do since nice being... nice that you still keep in touch. Uh, right. She's still on my Christmas card list since being, uh, since being in her class starting in the 11th grade. 
Um, so one last thing I'll share here as well. If being a teacher is part of your life's work or your calling, also just a reminder that right now is hiring season within public schools. So if you want to join the Fight and Buck team, it's a good time to check out our positions. This time of year is always a time of transitions, uh, people leaving the area, coming to the area, etc. We have a few teaching openings on each campus. So if you want to check those out, you can go to alpine.esc18.net slash employment for more information. All right. As we wrap up today, I really think that this week's theme across um, our foundation to legislative updates to Teacher Appreciation Week is support. So financial support through the foundation, legislative support of public education, and then also support for our teachers during Teacher Appreciation Week. And Alpine is an amazingly supportive community of our public schools. We definitely love our teachers. I wanted to point out one of the things folks have asked me on the Porter's Teacher of the Month, you know, why we're having the March uh, teacher right now, and that's because we have to wait through the month goes on, the voting that takes place during the month of April. Yes, sir. So we're always about six weeks behind on that, so it's not that we didn't get to the, you know, we haven't gotten to the, right. the next teacher of the month. Yet. Right, so you'll see April come out this week, uh, and then May we'll be announcing in two weeks' time as we wrap up, which is a great kind of segue to our last part of this show, which is that our next show, two weeks today, Friday, May 26th, it will be graduation day at Yay. Alpine High School. We'll do a year in review show and highlight all of the amazing things that happened in the 2022-2023 school year. Well, Thank you all for your time today. Looking forward to seeing you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Go Bucks. And that has been Buck Banter. Buck Banter is brought to you every other week at this time from the Alpine ISD.